Hey everyone, it's Michelle, and I'm happy to welcome you to this latest episode of Just Michelle Talking, and I don't think I have anything exciting to tell you other than today we're going to have a chat. We're going to keep on talking about stuff and keep on listening to me talk. And I wanted to share with you guys two things that happened to me yesterday and how they, they got me to start thinking about two small things, but they got me to start thinking about a, a wider concept. So yesterday was a, a day like, like any other, and I happened to have two telephone conversations. And the first conversation was a chat with my mom, who has had a pretty hard time these last couple of months. Unfortunately, she's quite unwell, and she's been really struggling with, with a whole lot of stuff. And so that whole conversation, which went about like 45 minutes, was mostly her talking and telling me what was wrong with her physically, what was wrong with her mentally, how terrible her life was, and, and just really giving her the opportunity to vent about how she's really struggling and there's some tough stuff going on for her. And I wanted to interject so many times with like positive rah-rah, like, mom, you're going to be fine. You're going to be good. It's going to be okay. But I didn't. And instead I decided I would just let her talk and give her that space because there's kind of like nothing more annoying when you want to vent and somebody's trying to solve all your problems for you. It's actually super irritating when that happens. So I thought I'm just going to let her have her moment. And we hung up the conversation and I, I sent her my love and I said to her, you know, I hope things got better for her. And I was sorry to hear that she was in such strife. But I got to the end of the conversation and I hung up and I'm not going to lie. I found myself thinking every conversation I have with my mom is, is much like that, which in part is her age and in part is her culture and in part is just the stage of life that she's at where things are kind of rough. You know, I found myself just thinking does she ever not get tired of listening to herself kind of complain about these things? And I, I don't really want to call it complaining because that feels so negative, but you know, does she ever just get tired of hearing this stuff? Like, isn't there a point where living in that negative quagmire is just so exhausting, you know? And clearly that's not the case because every conversation we have, she sort of, you know, complains about stuff or whatever. So that the first small thing that happened was I had this conversation with my mom where things are not going well for her and I'm, and I'm, I'm concerned about her for sure, but I'm also concerned about how much airtime, energy, and effort she's giving to her various trials and tribulations. And the second thing that happened yesterday was another conversation I had with a girlfriend of mine who I adore, and she was telling me that she recently separated from her husband and that she and her daughter recently moved out of their, their home and she's, she's, um, she's gone into a place for herself. Now, she's been trying to get out of that marriage for a really long time, and, and maybe marriage and divorce and relationships is something we can talk about in another episode. But I said to her, so you've been talking about this for a really long time. What made you finally do it? And she said, I just realized that I, I couldn't anymore. I, I couldn't hear myself talk about this anymore. I couldn't get upset with this anymore. I just reached the limit of, of my tolerance. And in telling me the story about how she and her daughter moved out, she also then told me that she had moved into this new place by herself and that she's learning that she's really capable of doing a lot of stuff on her own and doesn't need other people. And she told me that she was sleeping on the floor of this new apartment on a mattress because the bed that she had bought needed to be built. And she'd hired a guy to come and build the bed. And for whatever reason, he wasn't turning up. And so one day she just basically reached the end and was like, 
bugger this. I'm sick of it. I'm just going to build my own damn bed. I'm tired of sleeping on the floor. Like she, she got tired of the situation and basically built the bed herself and didn't need the guy and is now happily sleeping in the bed. And both of those things reminded me of something that I read a really long time ago. And I actually pulled up um, some notes that I had written about it because I wanted to discuss it with all of you guys. And it comes from, there is a thing called the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. Now, I discovered this a couple of years ago, and I I don't know if any updates have been made to it since then. I know that at some point it was meant to be a book. But the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows is a guy who named John Koenig, I think that's how you pronounce that, who's invented a whole bunch of words to describe modern sorrows. And I'll probably share a few of those with you because I actually really love them. They're, they're really beautiful. But the one in specific I wanted to reference today is a word that he created called altschmerz. Altschmerz, <laughs> which is like, I don't know how much you would use altschmerz in your normal life, but I wanted to read you the description of what altschmerz is. So altschmerz is a noun weariness with the same old issues that you've always had, the same boring flaws and anxieties you've been gnawing on for years, which leaves them soggy and tasteless and inert, with nothing interesting left to think about, nothing left to do but spit them out and wander off to the backyard, ready to dig up some fresher pain that you might have buried long ago. This is such a beautifully written description of Altschmerz, which is weariness with your old shit and your old baggage and your old stuff. And it's occurred to me that that happens a lot. Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love fame actually also once wrote about this, how there comes a point where listening to yourself talk about your own shit is really boring. And it's so true, isn't it? Like, Personally, as you obviously know, because you're listening to a podcast called Just Michelle Talking, I'm a massive talker and my life is an open book. Nothing about my life stays secret for very long because I just can't help myself. I feel the need to tell my friends all my stories, which I'm sure is totally entertaining for them, right? It's, you know, actually my daughter, Claire, recently, and and you guys are going to hear a lot about her because she's like my alter ego. She's like the funnier, cuter, smarter version of me that I wish I was, ballsier even. So recently we were talking about something and she wanted me to keep that that thing a secret. And in, in the saying of that, she's like, mom, I need you to keep this thing a secret. Now I know that your way of processing is telling your friends and talking it out with them. So I need you to not do that in this case. So that's how much I do this. That's how much talking is how I process things. My own teenage kid is, is very aware of that habit. So I'm, you know what, like I'm even one of those people who will sit next to you like on a flight and by the end of it, I've sorted out all your love problems, all your job problems. I've probably given you like three recipes and also here's a book recommendation. <laughs> talking and sharing just comes naturally to me. And, you know, also I have no filter and I don't, generally speaking, not 100% of the time, but I don't feel judgment either. And so I end up telling people in excruciating detail and now an entire audience of people telling in excruciating detail what's going on in my life. But I have noticed that by the time I share a story a few times, I find myself getting really, well, like bored of hearing myself talk. And then 
truly when it's a, a negative story, I find myself getting irritated with myself because surely there's more important things to talk about than how my friend is irritating me or my work colleague is irritating me or how my back aches or how, you know, owning a business feels like walking through a carpeted hallway lined with, you know, Lego bricks. And by the way, you're barefoot. You know, there's a point at which sharing your troubles and or the stories of your trouble just gets really freaking boring. And personally, I find myself kind of wondering, why am I still talking about this? Like, if it was that much of a problem, surely I would have done something about it. Is it a problem or is it just giving me something to talk about? You know, is, is that what this thing is? And I noticed also that I never get bored with positive stories, right? I never get bored with the stories about the interesting people I meet or the people that I saw or the things that I did. I only get bored with the negative, the inane, the woe is me crap stories. Those ones are the ones that I just get tired of the sound of my voice. And it's true that like once I hear myself talking about it over and over and over again, and I ask myself the question, why am I still talking about this bullshit? Honestly, that is a sure sign that it's either time for me to do something about that thing or it's time for me to let that thing go. And to be honest, letting go is really, really hard, especially if somebody has wronged you and that, that's what you're talking about is the injustice of them wronging you and you're getting away with it especially if it's something that you feel wasn't resolved in a conversation or in a relationship, the letting go part is really hard. But I also think that what we're letting go is of is not just the situation. I think to a degree we're letting go of the ability to talk about it and complain about it and get attention for it. So this is a really interesting concept to me. If I have told the story of something sad and crappy so many times that it's irritating me, I haven't done something about it. So that probably means I need to let go of it. But I probably also need to let go of the fact that I shouldn't be talking about this thing anymore, you know? And I kind of related to this. I remember reading once that if somebody repeats something over and over again, it's because they don't truly feel heard. Like if, particularly in personal relationships, if the same topic just keeps getting rehashed and rehashed and rehashed, it's because the person has not felt like every time they're saying it, someone's hearing it. In repeating ourselves, we're either looking for validation, like, yes, Michelle, that guy really was a jerk. Or we're hoping that somebody else has a solution for you. You know what, Michelle? If I was you, I would dump his ass, right? So the funny thing is that they might do both of those things. They, they might, like the person who's listening might actually do both of those things. But until we get the exact form of validation or solution that we're looking for, we just keep repeating ourselves. And so for me, I think the work needs to happen in yourself more than it needs like we need to stop looking for others to give us that validation or solution and instead get the answer from within ourselves you know several times in my business career i found myself at a crossroads of what action i should take next and so my habit has been to talk to everyone who will listen including some who don't so i'll just chase them down the street and sit on them until they listen to me really and i say to people things like yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do next or yeah i'm really clear on my next step or I mean I know I want to do this but I don't really know how 
And those same phrases just repeat and repeat and repeat until at some point the answer actually becomes clear to me regardless of what that other person or those other people have said, right? I mean, that's the irony here, right? Is that we go seeking answers or validation from other people endlessly when it's in fact it's only ourselves that can provide those answers or that validation. I mean, what a complete mind trip, right? Here we go asking people for advice and asking for advice when really it's us who can create the advice, right? But I think what I've learned is there's something about the process of the talking and talking and talking some more, which helps me get to the the conclusion, right? The irony here is that we're talking, talking, talking to get to a conclusion when really what we should be doing is listening, you know, to ourselves. I'm busy trying to talk and listen to everybody else when in fact what I should be doing is listening to myself. So the lesson that I've learned over the years is if I'm talking, talking, talking about the same thing and that question or that doubt starts to creep into my head where I'm like, Michelle, seriously, are we still talking about this? Or I start thinking I'm bored talking about this, like I'm over this, then that's a sure sign that this thing is important enough and bothering me enough that either I need to finally do something about it or I need to let it go and accept it and also let go of the need to talk about it. It's like telling myself, you know what? It's done now. It's enough. Do you guys remember in the episode, in the movie uh, Love Actually, which by the way, best movie ever, and I will fight you on this, where the guy goes to the girl and he does that thing with the, with the note cards in front of her door, like, I will love you forever until you look like this, but my heart is whole now, blah, blah. You know, the guy, guy whose name I can't remember, and doing the note cards in front of Kira Knightley. And when he finishes doing the cards, he gathers up the cards and the radio and he walks away. And the first thing he does is he nods to himself and he says, enough, enough now. And that is, is along this same lines. You reach a point with the things in your life where you think, you know what? Enough. It's enough now. It's enough that I'm talking about this. It's enough that this thing is going on. I've just, I'm tired of this thing, you know? So I, I, it's, it's such a hard thing to do though, because I think because we get attached to just talking about that thing or that sadness or that injustice, you know, I used to have a a friend and business coach named David who used to indulge me in those circular conversations. I don't know what to do. What do you think? Should I maybe, I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, a month later I'd have the same freaking conversation again. And at some point he would get bored and he would get tired and he would say to me, you know, Michelle, the decision has already been made, right? You just haven't fully embraced it yet. Now, of course, that would just annoy me because I'd be like, he's meant to be giving me the answers, not telling me I have the answers. But of course, a a few minutes or a few days later, I would actually go, you know what? He's actually right. He's right. I already know the answer to this. I already know the solution to this. I already know the course of action to this. I just didn't want to accept it. So it's an interesting thing that we have to allow ourselves to talk, 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 until we realize that we can talk no more and the time has come for action of one sort or another. The action of either doing something to resolve it or the action of, of actually um, you know, learning to accept. And, and learning to accept, this is something we're not allowed to complain about anymore. You know? And it's hard, but learning to listen out for when you're boring yourself 
and then learning to listen for the answer, which invariably comes as soon as you realize how boring you've become. And honestly, who wants to be thought of as boring? This is not a thing. So boring is not a life lesson or you know, life quality that anybody wants to be described as, certainly not me. So on that note, I want you to think about, as, you, as you've listened to this podcast, what issue in your life have you been kind of hashing and rehashing and hashing and rehashing, either internally to yourself or with your friends or colleagues or whoever you trust in? And what are you talking about that you're kind of getting a little bit bored at listening to yourself talk about? I'd really love to know if there's anything that in your life you're like, you know what? I cannot stop talking about that. I need to stop talking about that. That thing is going on forever. Next time you find yourself calling a friend and having a little bit of a vent moment, you know, ask yourself that. Am I bored of hearing this? Is it time to just build my own damn bed? I really wonder. On that note, have a great week and I'll see you guys in the next episode.